0: Hi, and welcome along to the Secret Golf Podcast. I'm Diane Knox. Well, I hope you're doing great. I hope you're safe and healthy and doing all you can do right now to stay sane and entertained. Hopefully, well, golf can help um, this podcast. Hopefully it helps. And it's supposed to be Master's Week. Uh, Do you know the weird thing? Last night, actually, I went to put. The masters on tv because they were showing 1997 and tiger's first major victory so on the tv you can like talk into it so i pushed the little microphone and said masters and it came up that um tiger woods was defending champion and it was all the times for when the masters would have been on tv for 2020 Kind of bittersweet, but then got to relive 1997, which was fantastic, and all the old school like TV branding and the graphics and just the way they did it—it it was actually really cool to watch because I—I I was not watching the Masters in 1997. It's kind of weird though, thinking that we would be in Augusta usually at this time, but um, yeah, can't really be helped. Things are all a little bit off in the air still, and that's it. Everyone's in the same boat. Now at Secret Golf, we've been doing Jason Duffner week this week and we've been posting loads of our content with Duff. Earlier this year when um, it was the Genesis Open at Riviera in LA, we were out there doing a big shoot with our guys and I sat down to do a a one-on-one with Duffner, really going inside the game, talking a bit more about strategy for the season, strategy for individual tournaments, his mindset, how he felt his game was shaping up for the season ahead, everything. So that's what I wanted to play for you today. We've been posting parts of the video on our Secret Golf social media. Um, and also on the app. If you haven't downloaded the SG Tour app, then do that now. We have lots of exclusive content for you there, updated daily. So it's in the App Store. Just search for SG Tour. You'll find it there. And when the PGA Tour gets up and running, you'll be able to use it for all your golf gaming needs. But this was recorded earlier this year in LA. I was talking to Jason Duffner. So Duff, 2020 season so far, how would you sum up how it's kicked off?
1: Um, it's been okay, I've made some cuts, got some good competitive rounds in. Um, usually the West Coast isn't my cup of tea, so to speak. So just get some rounds in and, and get going and see where we're at and make some adjustments, you know, this time of year, trying to get ready for the Florida swing till the end of the playoffs uh, in August. So. Um, everybody has their different times where they feel like they're going to peak well. And I've had some success on the West Coast, but it isn't my favorite uh, part of the tour. <laughs>
0: so you say that you're almost gearing up towards the East Coast. What is it about the East Coast Swing that you prefer more? That's where I
1: grew up, so I'm super comfortable um, in South Florida. The temperatures usually get a little bit higher. Um, the elements, I don't want to say they're easier, but you know the West Coast is a tough... Part of the year, uh, especially the start of the year, if you have any kind of concerns or questions about where your game is. The golf courses are tough, the weather's tough. Um, So, you know, I use that time of year to see where I'm at, what I need to build on, Mm -hmm. get those competitive rounds because you're probably coming off of close to two months of no competitive rounds and just get back into that flow of, um, you know, doing what you need to do, executing out there on the tour.
0: What's the part of the game that's feeling really good right now?
1: Um, I've been driving it pretty good. Um, So that helps usually set up the rest of your golf game. Um, My putting's coming along. I've actually putted pretty well the last month or so. So, um, you know, you're always kind of managing different parts of your game. Some things are a little better than others. Um, You're always trying to find how you can get a little bit better. I think that's what most of us do week in and week out. Um, You know, and just kind of being patient and waiting for when your moment might be. because all of us are going to play well a handful of times a year, and maybe you can turn those into some victories.
0: You say that you know you're going to to play well at least a couple of times out of the year. When you're planning your schedule for the year, are you strategizing it like that? You know, so thinking you've just said that, you know, East Coast is your favorite time of year. Do you kind of strategize in that sense per course?
1: Uh, Yeah, you'd love to, uh, you know, pick your favorite events and plan to play well. It doesn't always work that way, Um, but, you know, I think everybody builds their schedule around where they feel comfortable, where they feel like they're going to play their best, um, to give themselves the most opportunities. Um, you know, you, you most of us have been out here for a good bit of time, so you know where you feel comfortable, what courses you like, what type of different grasses you like, um, and you're trying to peak for those weeks. You know, I've got some coming up in Florida that I've had a lot of success on, so. Uh, i kind of used the last couple weeks to, you know, get to that point to where when I get to those events, I'm not so concerned about how my swing is or how my putting stroke is. And I can think more about the competitive side of playing golf tournaments and hitting shots and competing and saving pars and these things that kind of get lost in the wind when you're thinking about your golf swing a lot.
0: Would you say you're a field player, a very technical player?
1: Um, I think i dabble on both sides of it. Um, You know, and I've won tournaments where I've been very technical on my thought process um, at times on the course, and then other times I've won some events where um, I hadn't been so technical and I've been hitting shots. I think uh, there's a good balance to it. I think some guys are too far on the technical side. I think some guys are too on the field side. Um, But I think there's a good way to find the balance. I'd love to be extremely technical and diligent in my practice and my preparation uh, and then when the lights go on on Thursday, I'd love to be more of a field guy and, and competing and, and putting those technical thoughts to the side. But that's a little harder to do than uh, I would like it to be for me, for sure.
0: Um, talking about the strategy for, you know, the ideal course for you to play where you think you're going to get the best results, what kind of course would that be?
1: Um, yeah, for me, I think... Um, Anywhere where distance is a huge advantage, if we can play from similar spots, uh, approach shots, I feel like I stack up pretty well. Um, generally speaking, I like it when par is a pretty good score. We're kind of running out of those events on the tour, but there still are some weeks where um, you know, even par to four unders a really good score. You, you get in that 10 or 12 range for the week, you're gonna have a good finish. Um, so generally, I feel better in those. The tougher the golf course, the better for me. I've had some good history at US Opens, PGA's um, Open Championships. Um, some of the tougher golf courses, Muirfield Village in Ohio, I've had a really good run there. Um, last year, I played really good at Wells Fargo. Um, tough golf courses that are demanding uh, approach shots for me is where I feel very comfortable.
0: You mentioned Muirfield Village and Memorial being the tournament there, tournament that you won before and you've had good finishes there. How important is it when you go back to a course like that and you've had success and you've won there and you can draw on that feeling?
1: Yeah, um, you know, this is my, I think, 15th year on tour, so I've got some really good feelings with a lot of golf courses and others, maybe not as many as I would like, Um, but it's always good. I'm always using past experiences and past history. Um, sometimes I'm using bad past history on golf (laughs) courses um, which can be not as helpful but um, that's a great luxury to have um, to you know kind of rely on knowing how shots might play or how putts might break or where you want to be in relation to the pin and where you don't want to be so um, I've got a pretty good memory on things like that so I can use that that's kind of in my uh, little vault of thoughts and strategy out on golf courses so um, you know, and I think you're, you, you'd you love to play well in weeks that you have good finishes, but it don't always work that way.
0: Are you a leaderboard watcher?
1: Yeah, I do. I think it's important, um, you know, especially if you're in the hunt of it on Sunday. Um, I think sometimes Thursday and Friday, it might not be the best thing because guys are running away from you uh, and you may be a little bit. But I think, um, you know, especially the back nine, I always like to know where I stand because that changes maybe a little bit on how I play. Um, I think that's important. I think there's times where you have to be aggressive and there's always seems to be a certain situation where you just have to step up and hit a shot. And I feel like you need to know uh, if that needs to happen or if you have a little cushion or or whatever the scenario might be, it kind of helps. I mean, if you can't deal with being on top of the leaderboard, then you probably need to find a new profession.
0: How do you deal with that pressure, especially back nine on a Sunday, when you're in the hunt or you're striving for that kind of top 10 finish? You know, how important is every shot, every putt in your mind?
1: Yeah, um, I've always been pretty good with it um, for the most part when I'm up top, um, because I feel like I'm playing good, you know. And when you're playing good, you're confident um, in your abilities. Um, I think there's been times where you know I might be coming off a bad stretch of golf and I kind of push up there and I'm not 100% certain that this should be happening <laughs> due to prior experiences. Um, but, you know, I've been in situations where you get on a good run for maybe two or three months um, and I've always felt good in that situation because I know my game's good and, and I've been around long enough to know that um, it doesn't always go your way. Guys play great and beat you, sometimes you hit great shots and they don't end up how you want them Um, and that's part of the game honestly, Uh, it can be frustrating at times um, to accept that but the older I've gotten I think my patience level has gotten a little bit better, my confidence when I'm on top of the leaderboard has been a little bit better Um, and my acceptance of what we're actually doing out here has become a lot better.
0: Now you're friendly with a lot of guys on tour um, and a lot of the younger guys too like uh, JT and Jordan and Ricky and how much do you enjoy the fact that on a Tuesday you know playing practice rounds that you get to go out and play with these guys and just play with your friends
1: yeah it's good um I'd like to think in some ways they keep me a little bit younger because um, they are a good bit younger than I am so it's good to be around those guys they're hungry they work hard um they're dedicated to what they're trying to do in professional golf um, and at, this is my 20th year being a professional golfer. I think at times I struggle maybe with being as dedicated as I might want to be or that I should be. So it's good to be around those guys because you see you know, where you need to be, what you need to be doing. Um, and, and they're all great talent. So uh, it's pretty amazing to me how well the younger generation plays you know, right off the bat. It took me a while. Um, I wasn't very successful as a professional golfer until I was in my early 30s. Um, but these guys are coming out of college or even earlier, right mm-hmm. before they should be finishing college and playing professional golf at a very high level. So it's pretty impressive to be around.
0: What's the trash talk like with them?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. Um, some guys are better at it than others. Um,
0: <laughs> it's a skill out on say. Yeah, <laughs> it's a
1: skill. I think some guys are better than taking it than others. Thanks. Some guys don't take it very well. Um, but it, you know, it's all in good fun, um, we're all competitors. That's one of the most of the guys on the tour are extremely competitive in everything they do, uh, golf, trash talking, whatever it might be. So um, that's just part of it.
0: And you're a big sports guy, you know. So of course it's all about results and the the banter, but also wanting to beat that person. Yeah. And Do you guys, when you're out playing a practice round, put a little bit of money on the line? There's always a
1: little bit something <laughs> at stake, um, but you know. You gotta have a quick memory with these guys, they're pretty darn good and I try to win my battles here and there but I probably lose more than I win.
0: (laughs) You've always been a fan favourite and social media is something that, do you have a bit of a love-hate relationship with it when it comes to the accessibility with the fans?
1: Yeah I think it's fine, Um, you know, I think the biggest thing with social media is it kind of has given everybody a voice and maybe not everybody needs a voice from time to time. Um, so that can be difficult and challenging um, at times to deal with, but I also think um, you know a lot of good things come out of it. It's, it's really a really good way to promote your brand for a player uh, or an athlete. Uh, I think, obviously, information has passed so quickly through it, right? So I use a lot of it for news, mm-hmm. to grab news and see what's going on in the world. Um, but, you know, it's kind of a double-edged sword with it, you know, because you, sometimes you got to take it a little bit when you're out there. So I try not to look at the mentions uh, page okay. too often or That's ever <laughs> um, and put some stuff out there here and there. I used to be more involved, but like I said earlier, I'm 42 years old and I'm not sure if Forty-two-year-old should be on Twitter or Instagram <laughs> or those things. That's a generation behind me.
0: Hey, maybe you need to talk to Elk about that. Yeah,
1: he needs he needs a lesson in, in social media engagement. <laughs>
0: <laughs> With betting and golf now and um, lineups and being able to play these games and guys are picking you for their lineup yeah. and maybe as you say you don't look pick, at your mix. Pick somebody.
1: I've and... <laughs> been great lately.
0: But when you do you see guys at the course at tournaments and will kind of say to you, like, dude, I, I picked you. Come yeah, on. a little
1: bit, um, you know, whether it's fantasy or in these betting apps and stuff. But, I mean, I'm out there trying. And they're out there watching me do it. So, um, you know, they'd probably want to change roles pretty quick. <laughs> and I never really got that whole thing. I love sports. I go to lots of sporting events. But this whole yelling at players and the whole show, I never really understood it, but it's becoming uh, pretty prevalent.
0: How, how do you handle
1: it? I just, I uh, learned from Tiger a long time ago, you just, you don't even let it phase you. Yeah. No acknowledgement to anybody for anything while you're on the golf course.
0: <laughs> so you're good at blocking it out, like you're yeah, able to do Yeah, I mean,
1: I hear it, you hear it, and sometimes you wanna smack somebody upside the head, but if you don't give them any reaction, they usually quit pretty quick. <laughs> I play with Tiger in Australia, when was that, mm-hmm. 2009 or 10, something like that? And besides his golf game being amazing, just how he handled that, right? He it, it literally acted like nobody was out there. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, that's a good way to go. I think I'm gonna go with that. Yeah,
0: like stone cold falcons. Yeah, no
1: highs, no lows. <laughs>
0: yeah, block out the haters. Yeah. <laughs> um, when it comes to a, a normal tournament week, is there one specific round that maybe you put more emphasis on than others? like?
1: No, Do I think, think they're that all way? pretty important. <laughs> you can ruin your week pretty quick any one of those days, or um, you know make your week pretty quick on one of those days. Um, obviously, Thursday you want to get off to a good start. Um, Friday could be on the cut line, so you want to try and make the cut. Um, guys, don't say it, but you know there, there's a there's an appreciation for making a cut as opposed to missing the cut, even if you make it on the number. Mm-hmm. Um, because you are getting paid if you you make the weekend, and if you don't, you don't get paid. So that's important, and then you got Saturday moving day, and so so there's all different scenarios with those, but um, they're all important, and you know, last week, good example, I was playing great, um, going into Sunday, and Sunday was a tough day, and had an awful day, and moved down the leaderboard a good bit, so, um, you know, I'd love to have a great track record on Sunday if I could, of always moving up, right? Thank
0: you. All right. thank you so much you no problem thank you very much if you want to check out the video of the interview then it's on all of our social media twitter facebook instagram just search for secret golf and also on the sg tour app as well if you haven't downloaded that already then make sure you do so thank you very much really cool to sit down with jason duffner i did sit down interviews with ryan palmer russell knox jt poston and andrew landry as well so those are coming in the next couple of weeks thanks for listening to the podcast and as i said at the start i hope you're um, safe and healthy and um yeah there, it's such a weird situation for everyone right now there's really nothing else to say but we're going to keep the content coming we had an announcement this week that we're working on some match play events um if you are there I'm like how much am I allowed to say here but watch this space because we'll be making some more announcements very soon on Monday I'm doing a zoom live with Jerina Pillar so Jorina plays on the LPGA tour she's part of the secret golf team and we'll be catching up with her from her home in Texas if you don't know what zoom video is honestly don't worry about it because I didn't really either until all of this like quarantine started but I'll be posting a link to it so you'll be able to watch the two of us doing like a live video chat so it's like a, an interview but we can see each other and I'll be taking questions and stuff from everyone so that'll be fun but uh, check out all of our social media for information on that and we'll be back with another podcast next week.